Howdy, everybody, and welcome to I Loved Mondays, a Monday Night Wars retrospective podcast series here on CKCC Radio. I'm your host, Dan Peck, and it is week 20 of the Monday Night War, January 15th, 1996. How old were you? I was 13 for exactly one month at this point. Um... Nitro was live at the Night Center in Miami, Florida. We start with Lex Luger versus Macho Man. Savage has a world title match next week. Uh, match starts. Lex goes gets a chair, throws it in the ring. Macho grabs it, and the ref tries to get away from him, giving Lex the opening for a cheap shot. Russell, Russell, Russell. Macho goes for the elbow. Lex moves out of the way. Luger then picks him up, puts him in the torture rack. Macho gives up. Luger wins for the fourth time in a row against Savage. Next match is supposed to be a tag team match at Dungeon of Doom versus two of the four horsemen, but they all come to the ring together and they grab Mean Gene on the way to the ring. One man gang is here and he has the United States Championship. Hey, I thought there was supposed to be a tag team match. This here's a business meeting. The horsemen aren't into anything that has no financial gain. So there will be no match tonight. Neither of us will win. It'll just be survivors. And there's no money in that. And then, uh, that was all Arn. Sullivan says, we, uh, we respect you, especially Flair. Especially Flair. Uh, enough that we're gonna loan you the giant for Clash. And then Arn's like, that's right. We aren't afraid of you, but we do respect you. There's like a mutual respect society going on. And then Pillman gets a little fired up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We respect you, but we ain't afraid of you. And then Arn slaps the piss out of him. And he's like, it ain't about the outburst. It's about business. And now it's time for The Public Enemy versus... The American males. Um, Public Enemy were supposed to debut some time ago, but they got stuck in New York New York City uh, with a snowstorm. So they were supposed to be around two, three weeks ago. So this is their debut. The American males whooped their ass the entire match, and then, oh, whoop, Public Enemy wins. After the match, they put Bagwell on top of a two-table two stack. Rocco Rock then does like a forward senton off the top rope. Through them tables. And next is Sting versus Flair for the world title. We've got Clashes next week, which has the uh, marriage of Colonel Parker and Sister Sherry. Um, this is classic Sting versus Flair match. Just everything you expect. Great stuff. Uh, and then I realized, like, man, they've been doing a lot of Sting versus Flair and a lot of Lex versus Savage. Like, they have six top guys, and they just keep doing the same matchups. All right? But to to be uh, giant still has the new car smell on him, so I do that. That's why he hasn't been mixing it up on TV. So I un I understand that. Luger shows up, yells at Jimmy Hart for trying to mess with Sting. He grabs the microphone from Jimmy, but in the rear back from like the recoil of grabbing the microphone, it. It gets in the way of the Stinger splash, and it hits Sting in the head. Sting goes down. Flair locks in the figure four, 
and gets the pinfall victory. Hogan and Savage run off the bad guys. And, and to spill all of that next week, Sting and Lex have a tag title match. And uh, Sting vs. Flair this week was your BimmerBum.com match of the night. Mean Gene gets in the ring. Hogan and Savage try to talk to Sting. This is the second time in a row that Luger screwed you out of the title. I told you since day one you can't trust Luger. And they're like, you don't remember what happened? You know, hey, Luger screwed you. He's like, what? No. I've have I have a concussion. Gotta talk to Chris Nowinski. Who's probably still in high school, just like the rest of us. Gotta go talk to Chris Nowinski. Get the CTE. Then I'm gonna go talk to Luke. Talk to Lex myself. And so Sting leaves to go yell at Lex or whatever. And then Hogan's like, hey, hey, dude, brother. You lost four matches in a row to Lex. I should be getting the next title shot. What are you doing with the next title shot? Hmm, interesting. Why? Yes. This week on WCW Saturday Night, Hogan will be there. Harlem Heat will face Lex and Sting. And there's a continuation of a Jim Belushi interview. And now your main event of the evening. It's Mang versus Hogan. Mang takes it early. And then it gets to a point where Sullivan tries to get the spike to Mang. Hogan steals it. Macho cuts off Sullivan off the apron. Uh, referees all distracted by that. So Hogan has the spike. And he hits Mang with it. And he wins. As opposed to, remember the last time, he was in the title match. Right? And against Flair, and Arn used tried to use the knucks on him, and he grabbed the knucks and he sh fully showed the referee the knucks, and for that reason he didn't win the world title. Turn around now, he actually uses the foreign object to win a match that doesn't really matter against Ming. Congratulations, show ends. He's American made. Over to Raw. Raw was taped on December 18th, 1995 at the Bob Carpenter Center in Newark, Delaware. That's right. It's been a full month of tapings. Again, Christmas was off, but this is still uh, one live and three taped. It's MLK Day. Also, we get a viewer warning. Beware, there is action of graphic nature. This is the Royal Rumble Go Home Show. We start with Marty Jannetty versus Owen Hart. It's a well-wrestled match. Owen wins with a pin combo. They go backstage to Todd Pettengill. Todd Pettengill! He says, um, we're, we got a new show. It's going to be on the preview channel before pay-per-views. It's called The Free For All. And it's going to be bigger than Waterfalls with Noai Lopez or whatever her name is. At the free-for-all, there will be a match. And the winner gets the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble, and the loser gets number one. It ends up being, uh, I believe, Hog versus Trips is that match is going to be. Um, Diesel cuts a promo. Then they show the video, the Vader video again. This is all for Royal Rumble stuff, right? 
Uh, also on the show, Ahmed Johnson versus Jeff Jarrett, and there's going to be three title matches as well. And I hope that you've uh, enjoyed the pay-per-view matches the last few weeks, because that's not happening again. The only way to see these matches is to buy the pay-per-view. We then go to Doc Hendricks backstage. Razor was on his way, and he's going to kick good dust ass. Um, they go to a video of Sonny with her boobs up playing pool, and she says that she likes it raw. And now it's time for the in-ring match debut of the ringmaster. Trivia question. The ring... Oh, Stone Cold was the ringmaster, and his first match on Raw was against who? Oh, Stone Cold fought Matt Hardy in his first match. What? And it's like four and a half minutes long. It's way too long for a debut squash. Um... What? What? The ringmaster gonna whoop Matt Hardy's ass? That tank the motive, son of a bitch. We then get a Sean Mikhail's hype video. And in the video, he does approximately 37 uh, body splashes that are basic. It's a basic bitch body splash. Uh, but they're like, oh, he's super. He does the flippies. And he's like, no, he literally just falls on people. <laughs> He does it off a ladder, but he just falls on people. Uh, Doc backstage again. Razor is close. He might even get here in time for, to get at Goldust during his interview. Uh, and then all of a sudden we come back from a break, and we're in the middle of a match. It's in media res. Uh, it's Smoking Guns versus the Spiders. Uh, the Spiders are just the headbangers. They're in masks. They're in like black tights and everything with like a Venom logo on the front. And, like, 30 seconds later, smoking guns win. <laughs> and now it's time for the next Billionaire Ted sketch! Woohoo! Uh, uh, I, I bought everything. I, I bought all these classic movies. I bought the news. I bought the... I even colorized some of the movies. <laughs> but why can't I buy the WWF? Well, they got better athletes, bro. All we got is these disloyal has-beens from the 80s. Why can't we get some of them new generations? Again, they're literally about to get Nation Hall. Hey, dude, I started in the 70s. Uh, yeah. Like, I always knew they were bad, but, like, this is cringe and incorrect. <laughs> And <laughs> made up bullshit. It's just yow. If you actually watch WCW, you realize Hogan and, and Savage are actually doing better than they did in WWE. You know, barring like the fucking WrestleMania three. You know, they're actually doing well. They're not all washed up hasbeens. Plus, there's also up and coming guys. Guys never get a shot. Great stuff. It's just it's it's like it's tone deaf. It's tone deaf. Uh wrong. And all the things they're talking about is being is about to be the complete opposite within a couple months. Like even whatever little points they have. And the funniest thing is the ones that they put up for examples are the guys that are about to jump ship. It's hilarious. 
We have a Goldust interview with Vince McMahon. And he says, well, uh, <laughs> tell me, pal, are you really an FGT? Or is it just an act to get into guys' heads? And he just talks for a little bit. I love him. I need him. I gotta has it all over my face and chest. Uh, Razor is here! And Doc is going to try to get an interview. We go to an Undertaker video for his title match at the Rumble on Sunday. Razor's here, but where is he? Our main event of the evening is Isaac Yankum versus The Undertaker. So this is Undertaker versus Kane. Uh, at one point, King leaves the desk to try and steal the chain that used to be the urn that has the powers of The Undertaker. He fails, and then he runs backstage. We we go to Doc mid-match. Oh, I think Goldust and Razor, something might happen after this match. Yankin goes for a tombstone. Taker reverses, and it must have gone bad because the cut to Doc just standing backstage in the middle of this sequence. They come back, Taker hits the tombstone proper, and he wins the match. We go backstage to Doc. He has gold dust. On Sunday, you face Razor for the Intercontinental Championship. Then the night next time on Raw, you're going to fight Bret Hart. And he's going to talk about what these these back-to-back -back matches are going to be. But Razor Ramon attacks. Refs and agents show up trying to get him apart. Goldust hits him in the nuts and runs away. We then cut to Sonny in a bathtub. I can't believe we went at it for an hour. Now that's raw. We go back to King and, and Vince. You're going to ruin down for the end of the show. Oh no, back to Doc backstage. Goldust has gotten his bag and he's leaving. And then Razor sees him and he attacks again. They brawl outside into the snow. Goldust then eventually escapes in the back of a town car. And your ratings are Nitro with a 3.5. That's 0.5 higher than the highest rating so far. And it was the next week. New high rating, 3.5 for Nitro. Raw with a 2.4. Nitro beat him by over an entire point. 1.1 victory. And Nitro was just straight better. Uh, the Razor and... Um, Razor and Goldust stuff was actually pretty good. And the thing is, is they didn't shut the fuck up about it the entire show. Like, let them have the interaction. Only tell us once that something's happening. Of course, the entire idea that Razor Ramon's going to show up 45 minutes into a one-hour show when motherfuckers have been there since 1 or 2 o'clock. Everybody knows this. Maybe, I mean, maybe not then. But even, like, in 98... When they would be like, oh, Hulk Hogan just showed up in his limo and it's 9.30 or an hour and a half into the actual show. I was just like, bitch, he's been there the entire day. That's just an ins insulting my intelligence. I hate it. That one of your top wrestlers is going to just not show up until the show's half over. Or worse, when they're like, Vince McMahon just got here at 10 p.m. Like, bitch, he was probably there before the wrestlers. What are you doing? 
I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Next thing I hate is when they say, that's got to be a 20-foot ladder. And I go, I understand it's all about the spectacle and larger than life. But if that's a 20-foot ladder, Edge is 10 feet tall. And that's just, that breaks it for me. Edge, Edge is a lanky motherfucker. He's probably six-something. He ain't, it's a 12-foot ladder. He ain't fucking 10 feet tall. Don't tell me it's a fucking 20-foot ladder when it's easily, at a glance, done. And, of course, there's the ones where you got to fall 10 feet over the top rope to the floor. Whoo! You realize if it was 10 feet from the top top rope to the floor, battle royals wouldn't exist. 10 feet is the danger zone. 10 feet is the... You're going to... High chance you break something. <laughs> Ten feet. It's not that high. It's not all that high. But that's like when it becomes a real danger. If you don't land exactly right, you have a high chance of a major injury. And so, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. I haven't seen that so much, but we have had several times where a wrestler... Hasn't showed up until the show was almost over. And I'd be like, you know what I call that? I call that a fine. Anyway. <laughs> uh, next is week 21. Hmm. And it's going to be after after the Rumble and the night before Clash of Champions. So I think we're going to have some good stuff going on here. And we'll see you next time.